Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Okay, let's do this, what the fuckers, what the fuck buddies, what the fucking ears. Whatever you want to call yourselves, it's okay with me. I am in the car. I don't give a shit about anything. I am driving. I don't know if you know what that feels like. Of course you do. We all have cars. This is America. But that feeling of driving, driving for meditative reasons, driving just to get some fucking space. I used to do it a lot more. Spent a lot of time driving across the country. I've driven across this country you know, at least five or six times. Yeah, I, I'm no driving hero, but there's something about driving that I just love. I, this is an experiment in talking while I'm driving because usually it's a meditative place for me. If I know I got to drive for two or three days straight, I'm thrilled and I just haven't had the opportunity. And I think as I get older, I don't want to do it as much. But there was something about getting in the car and just having that space, that moving space that you can call your own, that moving space where it's just you in your car and in your head moving through the world. There, there was such a peace of mind to it. And the amazing thing is, I just remember that, that I can get into a car. I had this realization that there was something beautiful about it because you're grounded, yet you're completely out in your own world. You're completely out in the world, and you can just drift but the reason you're grounded is that no matter how far out you get in your head while you're in that car, some part of you has to drive the car. And that's your spiritual grounding. I guess it's sort of a beatnik idea. And I guess I sort of, sort of bought into that when I was younger. The whole idea of just, just get in the car and go, man. Just do it. Just drive. Doesn't matter where you're going, man. Just get a bag of weed, get some good tunes, and drive your car dig it yeah I used to be into that but I've run away from places and I've driven to places and driving has been just a big part of my life I got my driver's license when I was 15 years old I lived in New Mexico that's when you got it so that's when it started and I you know in thinking back on it I mean you, you know that feeling where you're just driving for hours and you're blasting your music at decibels you don't even realize is ridiculous and then you pull into a gas station to get out and piss or put gas in your car or get a big gulp. And you open that door and it just blares out. It's almost like you just arrived from another planet. The planet Iggy Pop. And everyone's looking at you for a minute. But then you share that common bond, that moment where you're like, yeah, we're just driving. That happens only at places that are out in the middle of nowhere. Those type of truck stops and gas stations. But I've made some trips, man. I've left places in a fucking hurry. Right now I'm driving to Arrowhead Lake. I need the rest. I hope I get the rest. I don't know. I'm working at a level of exhaustion that I find a little disconcerting. I know how to do it. I know how to be this exhausted. I did morning radio for a couple years. I know what it's like to walk around feeling like you've just been in a long pillow fight and never quite waking up. But I've just been running around, getting the shows out to you guys, doing stand-up shows, not sleeping that well. So the idea that I'm going away to Lake Arrowhead to this Max Fun Con, this comedy nerd um, retreat, seemed pretty good. Feels good to be on the road. There's too many cars on the road. I used to love driving. It's great to drive in Los Angeles in the middle of the night because then you realize, like, God damn it, these highways were built for a reason, to have a great time. Look at all these idiots probably going to work. Why are they idiots? Because they're going to work, Mark. I don't know. Stop talking to yourself. You're on the podcast. Don't get all meta. They're just people doing what they have to do. Yeah, but I want to drive, man. I want freedom. I want freedom the American way. To get into my car, into my Toyota Camry, and just rip it. There have been some important trips, man. There were some important trips. I remember when I left New York. Ran out of fucking New York. Left. 1992 been sober for about a year or so started drifting back into the world freaking out living on the lower east side in the middle of uh, the open heroin market of the lower east side started drinking started smoking the weed started freaking out decided i gotta get the fuck out of here i gotta go to san francisco and get my girlfriend back 
So I remember I gave away my bed to the guy across the hall who was a realist painter, whatever that means. Packed up my car, everything that didn't fit, I gave to the guys on the street. He used to sell shit on the street. Got in my car and headed for San Francisco from New York. Made it in three days. Bag of weed. Man, that last stretch from like Wyoming or some shit. Idaho, 22 hours to San Francisco. Show up on my ex-girlfriend's door. Wasted, beat, begging to, to be taken back. She took me back. I ended up marrying her that first time. That was a pretty important road trip. Saved my ass. Before that, there was the road trip of running away from Los Angeles. Same thing. After the whole Kennison episode, hearing voices in my head, wasted, paranoid, running from mythical beings that I was creating. I was on the run from a global, perhaps universal conspiracy that only I was one of the few chosen people that knew about. Got into that car, again, packed up everything that fit, the rest of it, gave away, hit the road, got to Palm Springs, just outside Palm Springs, saw one of the worst car accidents I ever saw in my life. Bodies all over the highway. I was like, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to pull over here. Pulled over in Palm Springs, had an eight ball of Coke, six pack of beer, sitting in a hotel room. Lauren Green was on TV in Battlestar Galactica. I want nothing to do with any of them. Started walking around Palm Springs. Thought I was invisible. Next day, got back into my car. Drove to my brother's in Tucson. Said, I need help, dude. I'm a mess. I haven't slept in weeks. I'm hearing voices in my head. He was like, man, we're graduating, dude. It's our big weekend. I'm like, all right, different people. I can hang. Then made it back to New Mexico. Got my passport renewed just in case I had to leave quickly, running from the universal conspiracy, and then got into rehab. That ended well. Now that I think about it, those are what you call geographicals. Geographical cures. Maybe if I just go somewhere else, everything will be okay. That's what that's called. And the problem with that is, when you go somewhere else, you bring you with you. Sure, it's a new town, but that new town just got a new suburb, and that suburb is called Mark Marin. How's everything in Mark Marin land? Holy shit. How did we let this happen? We just let a relatively emotionally unstable, bad mental neighborhood move into our town. I guess that's sort of self-important, but that's what it is. I mean, you're okay for a while. New cast of characters, new people. They don't know you. They don't know your past until you start blabbing about it. Then they start getting suspicious. And then you start making a mess there. And you add to your city. Your town becomes a city with every town that you go to. More baggage. More people. More drama. Until you have to leave to go to another town. And now all of a sudden your suburb's gotten a little bigger. But eventually, I don't know. Gotta clean it up. Get rid of the casinos. Get rid of that drug neighborhood in your town. You know, maybe move into a more reasonable place. Open a gym there. These are all things you can do in your town. That is you. And use this stuff. You know, you don't have to go all the time. Try to keep the bad element out. As fun as it may be. That's what you use the real cities for. But try to get the ones that are in your city, in your mind, out of you. God damn it, I love driving. I wish I could just cut loose so. As, as much as I can cut loose in a 2006 Camry. It's cruising though. Smooth ride. Just got the tire fixed. Had a nail in it. I like flying too. For some reason I've decided that when I fly... I like looking at myself in the mirror of an airplane because I've decided that is the truest representation of me. Suspended in midair, traveling hundreds of miles an hour with no set compass point on a map, completely disengaged from all that is my life, floating. Like if the plane wasn't there, like if I was Wonder Woman, you could just see me standing in front of a mirror, moving through the air very quickly. I've decided that that is the best place to look at yourself. 
as far as the car goes, like I'm already starting to feel that buzz, that buzz of just like, you know, moving. It's weird when you drive for hours, when you get out, don't you feel jangled and wild? Like that part of you that's been straining to pay attention to the road, though you think it's second nature, you're actually hurling down the pavement at 60 to 90 miles an hour in a piece of machinery that you're in charge of. That's got to tax you a little bit. But then when you get out of the car, you don't really think about that. You just feel kind of kind of wasted a little bit. Man, it's starting to come clear to me that I'll do just about anything to get high other than do drugs or drink. I'm pretty creative. Max FunCon. I have no idea what to expect. It's, it's going to be spending a weekend with 200 fans. But they're not my fans. I'm sure some of them are. But not all of them. It'd be nice to hang out. I think I have to give Maria Bamford a ride home. I hope that I can turn the mics on for that. Oh, let's not die. Never hit a nerd. Some guy. <laughs> Did you have fun? Or a compadre. Um, uh, yes, I had a lovely time, and in fact... Now I feel like I want to stay longer. Do you want me to leave you here? No, 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 no. But <laughs> Not that I, I, but I mean, I'm all packed. But I really enjoy, the people are really nice. And yeah. then it, it's it's really nice because I feel like, oh, well, they already know you on some level. And then you get to. <laughs> Look at that guy. How you doing? Bye. We're podcasting. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but thank you so much. I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay, thank you. Thank you, we will. All right. Oh, we just got for some gummy worms for the road. Oh, good. Bye. Bye. Look at, like, I feel like we're the future right now. We are in the future. We're doing. <laughs> we're entertaining yes. and driving at the same time. Here we go. <laughs> do you know how to get out of here? Uh, I think I do. I think I do. Um, it's going to be. Um, so some guy comes up to me last night. Yes. You know, drunk, wearing silver pants. Okay. Um, but, a, but a pleasant guy. <laughs> Dressed in the country estate. Country uh, estate, half country estate, half 80s disco. Excellent. And he goes, are you one of us? Yeah. Meaning a being or? Well, what? I'm not sure. I, I think like I, my nerd cred was being tested. Oh, because, okay. So. So I said, well, I'm a rogue. That's what I said. I'm a rogue. <laughs> and he goes, what? I go, well, we're rogues comics. We, uh, we we just live in our own world. But we desperately want to be a part of things. Everything. Everything and yet not want to be a part of things. I mean, I think that I, I, I could, I think this was a conflagration of all my greatest wishes. Yeah. Which is feeling like I'm an important person, but then not feeling known at all. Right. Which <clears throat> I think is where I should start uh, thinking of going to grad school. <laughs> Uh, because uh, it is odd. Were, like, what? Why did I get into show business? Because I had low self-esteem and I need to feel needed. Now I feel needed, but then I feel kind of like people treat you differently because you're weird. But I, maybe that's all in my own head because I think it's just a new way of thinking of the same thing I've always thought of is that I'm weird. Do you? But nobody else thinks that. Um, maybe some do, but not these people. They were lovely. I think I that, got to hold somebody's baby. I'm trying to. I was I so think we lucky. Go this that way. baby's name was Penny. Let's roll up that window. I'll roll, I'll roll down the back window. But it's going to be too hot. No, I'll roll back the, back here. I'll roll them down. Okay. It's going to be nice. Okay, it will be nice. Okay, all right. Did You're you... Right. I, yeah, the baby was sweet. That is the sweetest thing. That uh, baby... Do you think you could own one, though? Road closed ahead. Oh, no, no, no. This can't be oh, right. Oh, this can't be right. Okay. Do you, should we focus before we get no, on the No, I think it's fun when you're not focused okay. and then... <laughs> We get into conversation, and then we're lost. Around the if you went to grad school, though, I mean, because I used to have that fantasy, like I'm going to go to grad school. But what the, what would I do? Well, what would you do? Like, you, you find out when you get there. <laughs> what, but if oh. you, what's your plan B, Maria? <laughs> what do you have them in your head? It's like uh, I'm going to do this instead. Well, I'm going to take bookkeeping with my friend Judith at, uh, <laughs> at Pasadena City College. <laughs> yeah. uh, the September through December uh, 
semester. Are you really? Yes. No, and, you're not. And, yes, I am. No. And learning because I want to learn more about my business so that I don't get so frustrated and start to cry at the accountants every year. So you're really going yeah, to go to take book reals, Yeah, so I, yeah, because otherwise I feel frightened of it. And if I get to know it, maybe I will in fact enjoy it. What, like Excel spreadsheets and stuff? Uh, no, QuickBooks, QuackBooks. Okay. And just the whole concept of it. I, I really, uh, bookkeeping is not unlike acting to me where I just go, what's happening? Like, what's going on? How do I feel these numbers? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it makes so much sense to them. They're like, oh, well, this and then this. And, and I just, uh, I, and I do have that innate feeling of like, I've got to do a really good job at everything. Yes. And so every year, the look on my accountant's face, no matter which accountant it is, because I've had about seven, is oh god and when you show up with your piles of receipts and no 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 i mean i take excellent records yeah excellent records but they always need something more and they always seem disappointed maybe i'm putting that on them yeah but what i need from an accountant is somebody going great job <laughs> and they are not doing that uh so of course i need to fall in love with myself that is what i am recently sure. starting to do is yeah. to go Wow, you've got a nice face uh, to myself. You know what I said to myself the other yeah. day? I actually said this. I said, you're ridiculous. <laughs> but, then, but then I said, but you're no dummy. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> I said it out loud, too. I couldn't believe it. Oh, that's nice. Because <laughs> I had done something or thought something that was just ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was smart at the same time. I like the bit you were saying about the cat. <laughs> like, um, you know, what if my cats were in a rock? Like, that, yeah. was my, that was really awesome. I'm so attached to those cats. And they so don't like me that much. So bookkeeping, you would do bookkeeping? Bookkeeping. And uh, I do, do enjoy, you'd... like when I did the open mic uh, thing. Yeah. And... I really enjoy that being with people. No, I don't like teaching anything at all because I don't think people need to be taught. I think people know innately how to do things, and you just do it over and over again. At least that's my that's my philosophy. Have you ever been one of those people that like if you do something once and you do it well, you're like, okay, I can do that. I'm done now. Like uh, I I've done that with things. Like I've really applied myself and then done done it well to the point where I'm like, I could do this, but it might not last long, so I stopped doing it. Yeah. Well. I used to play the violin. Really? Was very good at it because of a weird, you know, you start when you're three, so you're all of a sudden. You were playing violin at three? three yeah, yeah, because my parents uh, forced you. They well, did they take your hands to the to the strings? It was forced in a way that I, you know, I was not, un I was unconscious of what was happening. Yeah. Until I was around eleven, and right. then I said, "Oh, I think I'd like to quit," and they said, "No, oh no, you cannot," because we have put in a lot of time and money and wow you're freakishly good at it so why not continue so I was good at it but I did not enjoy it at all so that's what I try to do is see if I enjoy something yeah like I tried da I took dance classes a lot what kind of dance uh, a, a ballroom and a swing and um can you swing dance oh yes yes really I went to, good I went to no I took it for two years and and I did enjoy it a lot but then it became like yeah the competitive spirit of like oh well now do I want to hang out and learn how at, to do everything at the brown and, derby yeah and i just thought i just want to be with people I, I don't really care what we're doing so then i stopped doing it because i was like uh i love to i love to dance but uh y yeah i have enough things that i'm very competitive and trying to be good at but you so. never thought like wow i'm going to integrate violin and swing dancing into my stand-up routine i did do violin in my stand-up for the first three four years is there a record of that yes yes there is yes there is uh, is it available to people? Yes, Do people yes. know this about you? Yes, 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 yes. This is common knowledge. Yes, common knowledge. I think. I, well, I mean, for anyone who cares, I think. <laughs> I had no idea about are that. Very interested. I had um, no idea. But I, yeah, I do it because then you know, if people didn't like the jokes, they would go, "But you are very good at this." <laughs> You know, it was a buffer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, that's and that's what the voices are really is sort of a buffer. You know, like you don't like my ideas. Isn't this kind of odd? Yeah, that I can do this. <laughs> but I mean, as Jimmy said, I only have four voices. But I told, I think I told him that before that I only have four voices. So I think he was telling it back to me. He was not being cruel about it. Yeah, Jimmy's uh, a Jimmy's tricky like that. Jimmy Pardo, he'll trick you. And he'll say things, <laughs> and you'll be like, "Really?" And he'll be like, "No, come on." <laughs> 
He gives you that self-doubt, and then he takes it away from you. <laughs> well, the thing about your voices, though, this is the interesting thing is that, like, again, I don't think we've, uh, you know, sat down and had a real heart-to-heart like this. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> while being recorded and driving. Sure. It, well, you got to keep distractions going. Because <laughs> yes, exactly. I think if we were just sitting still in a room, it'd be oh, uncomfortable. Yeah, no, it is. This, it is this way, we feel like other things are happening. Yeah, no, it's fun. Um, oh, this is the little town. Yeah, yeah, Saddleback Girl. I think that did you? I went to the uh, Pendleton outlet in there and bought four shirts. Oh yeah, those were those are real nice. There, what I'm what I say about you and your voices is that all those voices seem to give uh, a certain persona to uh, you know very sort of deep and uh, interesting dark things. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like you're just doing voices to protect yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, and it's all thoughts that I have about me. I mean, yeah, I mean, who cares? It's just fun. It's fun to do voices, too. <laughs> so what happens when, angle. like, you seem to be very able to uh, process audiences that may not like you. And I, yeah. I don't, how, how, do, uh, how does that happen? I, but I mean, like, you know, like, when you talk about that experience you had with uh, Jackie, what happened there? Oh, well, what, hap- what happened? Jackie Cation. Jackie Cation. We were in um, uh, Pennsylvania, Erie, Pennsylvania, a place called JR's, which is a lovely, beautiful club, great staff. They're very, uh, but, and it is the, the, a thing of their club is that it is a local neighborhood club so it's very much um, people come there all the time and support the local business whether or not they know what's going to be performed so they just come see the comedy yeah which is it's great. a comedy club generally speaking I'm gonna laugh yeah and which is great and um, for whatever reason um, yeah people were not I, I did not think it was going well at all uh, yeah. I I think I got some laughs but it seemed to be that whole feeling like oh, what is this woman talking about uh, yeah. I feel kind of uncomfortable and frightened and it seems like she's maybe making fun of me without <laughs> talking to me and I was like oh this is awful because people were there for like their 50th oh. uh, you know their year of retirement from the Navy oh. with their whole family well you just know on a practical and, level I'm like I'm not their thing no yeah I'm, just, not, I'm not built for this kind of built for this and then what happened is that I had um, malted milk balls for uh, dinner. This is what happened on Friday night, and because I because they gave me some malted no a comic gave me some malted milk balls. Yeah, a mistake. I should not have accepted them. Uh, and then I was gonna have dinner after the first show. Right. Not the best idea. Should have eaten beforehand. It's yeah. on protein situation. So you're shaky. Little shaky. Yeah. <laughs> Little bit, if not very shaky. <laughs> Did the first show. Did not go well, uh-huh. and I said, I said, you know what? I think I, I'm gonna go talk to the club owner and just or club owner's wife who was there. And I said, uh, you know, let's switch it up. Jackie will headline. I think she'll, you know, she's a very, she's just lovely. I mean, she's I love her. super she's funny, yeah. funny and and also very lovable. Like Can people speak to the working people. Yeah, well, that that is true too. Like she, she, people. Uh, and she's also very warm. Like, yes. I don't know if I'm a very warm character on stage. So, anyways, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, so, but I talked to the club owner's wife. Then the club owner's wife uh, said, in a very nice way, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I mean, you were, you seemed like you you, you were funny when we saw this tape of you. Are you doing something different? Oh, no. And, um, and then I, I think I went into a little bit of like, well, 10 years ago I had a different act. And then I started to weep uncontrollably. <laughs> Oh, and no. Jackie came in and she's like, she needs some chicken wings. She needs some chicken wings. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was uh, it was embarrassing. But, oh, well. Oh. And um, and so you switched it up. Switched up. And it was great. It was great. It, you know, and I think the people had a much better time. And and I did, too. You know, so it was, it was, it was a selfish choice for myself. Well, it's sort of interesting because I get into the same boat. I know I can play for almost every audience. But if you want to do what you do... You can pretty much know after a certain point that, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm these people's cup of tea. Yeah, I think right. they're looking for something more general than what I have to offer. Right. And I, I know, I read the... Oh, my God, I've, look at where we are. Oh, it's wonderful. We're above the clouds. Above the clouds. How is that possible? Well, because we're... In the mountains? We're angels. I knew it. <laughs> we're still alive, though, aren't we? Yes, we didn't crash, and we're not in a fictional car, are we? I hope well. not. If not, I wonder what reality is. I hope the clubs are good here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is heaven and everyone will like us everywhere we go. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Oh, Rim of the World High School, too. Rim of the World. I noticed it. I'm not sure that's a a good name for a high school. I know. I'm not sure. (laughs) Okay. So, young Maria Bamford. 
Yes. Grows up in Duluth, Duluth Minnesota, and uh, yeah. And you know, you were uh, popular. And let's let's go back to say, uh, you're playing the violin already. Yeah. A strike against you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're in junior high. You have blonde hair, freckles. No, not blonde hair. Brown no. hair. Brown I, hair. I, I, this is not natural. And uh, I did not have freckles. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I was. Uh, I am not very far from where I am now, which is sort of emotionally or on all levels. Uh, on all levels, you, say, you have some more skills, I'd imagine. Like I will, I had. I think I had okay social skills. I think I was doing okay until about sixteen, and then I, I like, it went out, in and out, in and out. Uh, but I think I, I was pretty good at talking to people or putting on a. Like, my dad sent me to a Dale Carnegie uh, training course on how to win friends and influence people. Really? For 18 weeks, uh, I went with some businessmen and women, and um, and it saved me. It saved me. Yeah. Like, I was super depressed, was, like, sleeping all day through school, and and I was like, okay, and I totally did all the things, and suddenly, like, I was able to have friendships, you know, like, where just had, like, a format of how to talk to people. Uh Uh-huh. And because I had so much anxiety. And so, you know, I would say, hi, Mark. Mark, it's really great to see you. You know, Mark, your set was so great last night, Mark. I really, I mean, so would it, and, and then you listen to people and then you tell the person back what they just said, but with yeah. a positive spin on it. And, um, and it was fantastic, I tell you. And uh, like immediate uh, results. Really? Yeah. And then, then it all crashed down. Uh, um, I went to college, and people on the East Coast were like, why are you talking like that to me? Why are you all... Just calm down. Oh, no. You know, and I'm Where'd like, you go to college? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was at Bates, Bates College in Lewiston, Maine. So and the- I think there was an an air of hysteria with my Dale Carnegie techniques in college because I was very afraid. <laughs> so I'm so, sure they were telling me to calm down for good reason. So you're smiling a lot and very yeah, wired. Yeah. You're like, oh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so. So freshman year of college, did you have freshman, a yeah, yeah. meltdown? Had, well, I had, um, with the, I, I had some of these unwanted thought syndrome where I had dark thoughts of, you know, unwanted uh, sexual violence sort of stuff that started when I was about nine or ten years old. And is that a real syndrome? Yes, it is. It is a real and type of OCD. How does, it, how does it manifest itself? Well, what happens is you go, um, and a lot of people have it, but just have like one weird thought. Like I'm they trying go, to think if I have it. Like, okay, uh, like let's say this is a common one uh, people have about like they're with um, a postpartum depression thing. Sometimes they have their baby and then they think, oh. They think of themselves hitting or killing the baby. Oh, God, yeah. And then, then they go, oh, my God, I can't. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. And either, either, I mean, what people normally do is they go, oh, jeez, that's a crazy thought. And then they move on to something else. Somebody who's more, sense, you know, who's more agitated would go, oh, my God, I can never think of that again. Maybe that means something. Am I am I going to kill my baby? Am I going to kill my baby? And then. And they can't stop thinking g- about can't it. Can't stop thinking about it. Right. And it, the obsessive compulsive is like the obsession is. Um, I'm going to kill my baby. The compulsion is whatever you're doing to make yourself not think of it or like uh, starting to avoid your baby. Um, Like I would think of whatever the taboo thing for me was, which was like, uh, you know, I was uh, like killing my family, killing, killing my friends, uh, uh, sexually assaulting people, kids, animals, that type of thing. So that I, and then I would start avoiding and avoiding and avoiding. So I would just be by myself, which is the safest place to be. Yeah. So I don't hurt anybody. And uh, so that's, that, that was that thing. But then at the same time, I think in response to that and other things, I also developed an eating disorder. I, you know, did that exciting thing, which I don't talk about it because it's like, well, who hasn't? <laughs> I, well, I, I'm one of the few men that has one, a slight one. Oh, I think lots of men had them. I, I have dated a number of gentlemen who have had, uh, you know, uh, manageable eating disorders. You know I have that. I have complete body dysmorphia. Like right now. I feel like I'm obese. Like, I'm sorry oh, if my fat is touching you. That, you, oh, God, that is so interesting. Yeah, it, it's, um, I think it's, it, have you read, um, not Richard, okay, Richard, very famous comedian, and he was on, uh, the, Richard Lewis. Oh, okay. He totally has that as well, and has an, he talks about it in one of the book, how he has an eating disorder where he binges on food, but chews it and spits it out. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I never did that. Yeah, no, I like the swallowing knows. a lot. Yeah, yeah, no. It's what was your thing? Well, um, I think, and I have not binged or purged for twenty years now. I just got my, my uh, your chip. Well, I don't know. I got a candle. Got a, uh, a couple of uh, flavored candles, interestingly enough. Ooh. And <laughs> don't eat them. <laughs> I don't eat those candles. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I haven't done those behaviors but my brain you know is still kookily coo i'm gonna um, pull over and let these people pass. oh yeah they pass oh, no. no i okay, can't do it okay. here um but uh well that's yeah, good I but you still think about it oh sure because sure, i still sure. do it i had like five pieces of bacon this morning yeah, and like yeah. buffets i have a hard time with buffets yeah yeah because it's, nice. it's like i just know it's sitting there i have to be first in line and then i'm <laughs> sitting there and i'm eating and i just know all that food is there so i feel like i've got to do my part and <laughs> and i have to go up and get more and then uh, it's, it's I, I, I think what it really comes down to, and same with the, the what is it, the bad thought syndrome? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I have one that I do now where I'm laying in bed yeah. and I keep picturing myself. It's it's a vague, uh, um, obsessive thought about being crushed by Ooh. something. Like Ooh, like yes. like hard impact. Like I, it's oh. not even it's general. Like yes. I think that I'm going to be you know like uh, like hit with a hammer. Or, or the house is going to fall in on me, or okay. I'm going to, like, this mountain. Like, yes. it's like, that's, I'm, I'm kind of happy it's that specific. Yeah. Because yeah, the odds are pretty, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I. <laughs> they are significantly lower than, if, you know, being yeah, drowned. Attack, if you're yeah. being worried about being drowned, I mean, that would be more likely. But I've locked into that. <laughs> yeah. I lock into that. It's just part of obsession, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it weren't that, it's like, I, I find, like, I get over something, Ooh, and then foggy. I have a. Because it's a way to deal, or my brain, you know, is locked in its neuron It's a control paths. thing. Yeah, to think, oh, well, life is out of my control. My, you know, a lot of things are out of my control. Here's something How I, do you deal with that? I think that is right. out of my control, but is in fact not. Uh, right. In fact, not at all. Well, that's what I talked about on stage last night with my boots. Like, I find that because I grew up in a home <laughs> that had no emotional boundaries, obsession, it grounds you. At least you have that. Yeah, you have. It's like, what's that. going on with you? Oh, I'm killing babies in my head. Yeah, 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 yes. What's going on with you? Or I'm trying not to kill babies. In I mean, that's head. the yeah. real thing. Like, it's like, oh. you know, like trying. Oh, it's just awful. And that started to really take you over in college? Uh, no, it just kind of got worse and worse over time where I realized, like, um, oh, I, I was not having you know close friendships you know or you know like i i love 12 step groups because there was a rigid right you know sort of structure you know where you talk Hold to on. people there's certain ways you share there's certain ways you talk I mean, it was just like dale right. Carnegie, right and then you have fellowship and it ends right you know like it's not like an unending sort of like oh oh you're just we're just gonna hang out you know right. like ongoing that sounds support. terrifying right. <laughs> with tools and you can call anybody at any time and tell them that you're trying not to kill babies in your head right right or yeah whatever it is or I'm yeah. trying not to eat this pint of ice cream and throw up yeah 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 exactly no I I, I believe in twelve step groups and I can't stand people that condescend to them because yeah. they don't understand them I believe that people don't have whatever the bug is that you're treating that yeah. they they can't really understand they just think yeah. you're like weird. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's a social construct that's developed out of a need, you know, because we don't have, we don't have very much community anymore in certain ways, you know, everyone's kind of isolated, we're very success-oriented in our society, and And it's so, a broad set of principles to try to, you know, rewire yeah. your brain. Yeah, yeah. So did you spin out in college? Like, did you have to uh, leave? Yes, I did. did, I did spin out, I didn't, um... Uh, I, I, call, uh, I called a suicide hotline after I, you know, was totally, you know, could not stop, you know, eating. Could not stop. Like, I stayed in my dorm room by myself. For, what was the, uh, what was your choice of I uh, food? I, I don't even sugary remember. sugary stuff? Yeah, it was just sugary stuff. And I, I just, yeah, it, it was, you know, it's not pleasurable at all. Like, it's not fun. And um, so I called the suicide hotline. They gave me a number for the OA, uh, which is a thing. And then, um, oh, Hey. Yeah. And uh, just the idea that there were people out there, like, helped me immediately. Like, I stopped doing it. Like, mm. almost, it was really odd. It was very odd. Like, it just stopped. And um, and then I ended up, because I was very, you know, those groups don't really give you, uh, they don't give you any sort of plan or nutritionist or anything, you know, because it's all. Isn't there some high-level OA, like grayscale, where you can measure your food? <laughs> 
Because that sounds very appealing to me. When, high level. No, they do. Like, no, no, I know. Oh, I, I, I did. I did Weight Watchers once to lose 20 pounds after I quit smoking. I, I got up to like 200, which oh, is yeah. very uncomfortable for me. Yeah, no, sure, sure. So I started going to Weight Watchers meeting and the resentment that they looked at me. Like, you know, all these, you know, fat women um, and, and very heavy people. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to trim up a little bit and I felt guilty. Like I was actually going to the meetings and I felt guilty and I was so proud of myself because that is such a control thing. To control your eating, like yeah. to, to measure stuff, it becomes your whole life. It was like a belief system. How many points in this? Yeah, and mm. I'm not, I, I can't do that, you know, like, because that was my whole thing. It was like control. So right. I, my thing is just like, or my, my thing, you know, was just like Stop the three meals a day and, right. and uh, let the anxiety peak, you and know, no throwing like. Up. Yeah, no throwing up, no uh, exercise bulimia, no like, oh, I ate too much. I'm going to go walk, you yeah. know, like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or My mom no. does that. Yeah, She's yeah. She's going nuts right now. She hurt her leg and she can't do, do her three Pilates classes a day. I love that message. I mean, oh, yeah. that was <laughs> so right. disturbing That's and so delightful. Funny. Like, my, my mom has, was sort of the, I mean, I don't know. I think I have a definite propensity to addiction but my mom was very much into dieting and stuff and would always look at our bodies you know like oh and it was so funny I went I past couple years I've actually been having a a lot of hard time with the obsession again I think with getting older and stuff or or just more responsibilities with uh, work or something and so I've started being obsessed again with uh, body image stuff and so I went to go get some help again I went to this um uh, you know, an eating disorders uh, based uh, counselor, and, uh, and so that's. But so I was telling my mom, and she goes, "Well, honey, you looked. F- I mean, are you? Have you gained? What-? I mean, it was like, oh, yeah. oh wow, with no depth. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Just like you're thin, how could you be complaining? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everything seems great. <laughs> oh yeah. So you you think your primary problem is anxiety and obsession? Uh, I, I mean, do you- I don't know. I mean, yeah, the ha- I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think I have, I have anxiety, and um, I think it helps. So to be, I'm gonna try to get a roommate because uh, I, I think I have one. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know, and I think that's great because it does help me. You know, like even just being at this Max Funk, I was like, oh, there's people around, and yeah, like kind of, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think it's, but it's all. I think it is genetic because my I have an aunt who is bulimic, and an aunt who is, um, you know, manic depressive. I have. Right. You know, it's like, it's not right. my fault. You know, it's not like I... No, of I, course not. So, and it's, uh, it's not necessarily trauma-based. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it just happens. The brain is wired a certain way. Yeah, it's exciting. It is very exciting <laughs> not to know whether you'll actually fix yourself in this lifetime. The challenge to be a good me. Oh, it never ends. But I get anxiety to the point where... The, I, it took me a long time to realize that my issue... Because my father, you know, claims to be manic-depressive. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I really enjoyed your joke about that. That was delightful. Thank you very yeah, much. Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes I doubt him, but, you know, whatever. It, they, you know, narcissism, manic depression, who knows? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I thought I was depressed, and it took me a long time, like up until like a few years ago, that I realized that my problem was anxiety. Because what happens with anxiety and panic, like I'm a dread guy. Yeah. I used to get locked in. It's like, oh, my God, what if, how come, when am I going to, oh, I got to travel, and then, oh, God. And, yeah. like, when you have that much panic and anxiety, you go into a paralysis. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That feels yeah. like depression. Yeah. But I don't think it's categorically depression. I just think it's exhaustion yeah. from from anxiety. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, like, I, yeah, I could totally relate with that. Like, yeah, I can't leave the house because I'm somehow filthy. Like, yeah. what, what? Like, my friend is a, my friend, good friend is a therapist, so she, now she'll kind of flood me with, she goes, Maria, you're filthy. Oh. Should you be going out today? And I'll be no. like, Marquetta. And she has, she's from Eastern Europe, yeah. so it's delightful. She has a nice, uh, oh, you're filthy, Maria. <laughs> You're so disgusting. Why are you out today? Oh. And it, but it's great because it's like, it's like I am out. <laughs> I'm out and about. And I'm filthy. filthy. I'm filthy and disgusting. Yeah. Which my favorite movie is Ratatouille because it's like the message of that. No matter how much people are disgusted by you, you've got to follow your dreams. Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Do- <laughs> I just always find that you you must baffle people sometimes. Did you start as an actress though? Or yeah, how'd you start? because I started doing. I never really enjoyed acting that much, but I was like doing speeches in high school, so that's what I did. I like doing speeches, and then I heard about stand up, and I was like, "That's awesome!" How long have you been doing it? 
uh, I think it'll be about 18 years. Oh, man, it's amazing, isn't it? But I don't know. I mean, yeah, against, like, the caveat is that, you know, I did a lot of performance art venues and one-person shows. Like, I don't know. I did not start out in the clubs, you know? Right. So I, 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 you know, how long I've been doing stand-up, I don't know, really. What were your, uh, I mean, I, I could see, but you you did it, like, that was what, that was pre alternative comedy venues there was there was places you could go to do character driven long form performances yeah 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 and and uh, what were they about what were the first ones about well you just yeah it's the same stuff I do now oh but you didn't have a framework like there wasn't yeah yeah I just do like a long you know five minute character thing about my mother and you get along with everybody oh yeah 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 your sister too my sister too although I think Sometimes she gets irritated, you know, because the character really does not match sure. her. Yeah. Like, it's it's an element of her, but it's not... It's you make it, it a little broader. Yeah, it's very broad, and she's a very... She, I mean, she's just a super lovely, supportive person, and then... But she does have an edge. I mean, she does have an edge, but but it isn't... Yeah, like, I, I, I do... Like, I go, gosh, my dad opened for me once and he did a joke about me saying uh oh my you know i asked oh could i get a ride from airport and she says i can't do that and i was like dad i never did that he said oh well uh turn about is fair play oh 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 does it have to be true your dad open for you yeah 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 i was did a motorcycle rally in my hometown whoa when was this this was like Four years ago, this guy, or maybe three, this guy was a big fan, and I was like, but, you know, I was like, oh, I don't think... Bikers? Yeah, I don't think they're going to enjoy it, but it was kind of a goofy, it was a Minnesota motorcycle rally, so it was not, you know, uh, boozing or anything. Right. Girls taking their shirts off. No, not at all. Not Uh at all. It was very family friendly and all Uh that stuff, and so, but I said, well... I'll do it if my dad can open for me. And I paid my dad, and he did 10 minutes of delightful material uh, that I don't think... Had he ever done that before? No, no. And he practiced. I mean, it was a really very uh, loving thing, you know, Uh because he took a bullet. I mean, he bombed. And uh, and it was... Did he feel it? Did he say Oh, no, no, no. I think he was all right. He's done some... The, you know, he was just trying to do it for me. Well, I have like, to assume he took the Dale Carnegie course as well. So. Well, exactly. He yeah. did take the Dale Carnegie course. So he tanks. Your dad tanks and tanks, brings you up. Yeah, brings me up. And, and yeah, it was very... Well, I think the thing funny. about the, the sister and, and, you know, how they, people get sensitive, it's I think when you live the life that we live, uh, until, you know, family members accept it, it's hard not to interpret what they say as passive-aggressive. Because, uh, for me anyways, because they're like, uh, how's that comedy thing? Is uh, They think it's a phase until you end up on television. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe. Well, am I, I think, yeah. And well, and I think that's just, I mean, part of it is psychological. Like, oh, this is what I've always wanted. So my family knows that I'm, uh, you know, I am lovable or something. Like, if I'm on right. television, that means I'm definitely okay. Right. You know, which is. It could be quite the opposite. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, and also, like, it's such a trap because then, well, I got to keep being on television if I'm going to maintain being an okay person and yeah uh, feed the feed the whole feed the whole you know and so I, as I get older I go uh yeah I'm gonna have to keep getting things you know tightened or Botox I go oh I I don't know if I want to keep I don't know if I want to feel any kind of pressure like that have you done any of that no no I haven't but I I mean I dye my hair blonde so I play the game <laughs> oh I play it um but yeah. What kind of business is your dad in? He's a dermatologist. Really? Yeah. And he got his face resurfaced because he can get it all done for free. Did he do it himself? But I guess uh, in a mirror with no, the tools. No, no. My dad was a surgeon before he messed everything up, and he actually assisted on his own back surgery. He got local anesthetic and a mirror set up oh and assisted. Oh my god! That is nuts. That yeah. Doctors oh, are nuts. Fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dermatologist. Did he help you out? Did you have skin problems? Uh, no, my sister got the bad skin. He had the bad skin. Your and dad did. My dad did when he was growing. You know, my mom said her first memory of him was he was wearing a red shirt, and she said, "Oh, oh, it doesn't." And with that act, I mean, it's just not the right color to wear. Oh no. Um, but Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah, they're 
So how's the romantic world for you, Maria? Um, well, I'm on eHarmony, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I get five matches a day. Do you? And uh, but you really I, doing it? Oh yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And you've done it for a while. I've done it. I mean, I guess I've been on it like two months because I had a breakup about seven months ago, mm-hmm. and um, it was pretty. It was pretty hard. It was real sad. You was know, that was the Australian sad. guy? No, 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 no. That was. I remember meeting one guy. Years ago. Oh, that sorry. Was years ago. Yeah. I haven't been keeping up. You haven't. No, be, I'm not listen, in the loop. No, listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a uh, yeah no. Nah, I think I I still have looked at a relationship as a self-esteem building thing and it's yeah. like no I I got to really be on board with myself and my life and not try to invite anybody into it and and also like wow I've got to really like and respect the person like I think I mean I I've liked my favorite but like gone oh I really respect how, how how they think about things so, like rather than going into I think I've gone in going I'm going to help which is horrible I mean yeah. I, number one nobody wants to be helped yeah. uh, and I'm sure maybe they went in thinking they were going to help me you know and it's right. like no 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 you want to be with somebody you admire you know like you go oh this person is really neat and, and a wonderful person not like a I think I'm going to really eat that. You know, they're neat. They're fine. But that one thing, I'm going to tell, teach them a thing or two about a thing or two. Right. And it's like, oh, I... I and that's yeah. a control thing, too. Yeah, totally controlling and totally manipulative and uh, and also a put down to the person. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, and to, it's like, I don't... I, like, I'm so concerned that I don't know how to do it. You know, I've been married twice. Yeah. You know, I've been... Like, I don't know that I've been dating, but I haven't meant it in a way, you know, because, like, I mean, I'm emotionally kind of unavailable. But... But I don't know how to do it. It's it seems almost impossible. Like in some ways, I'm very relieved not to have somebody in the house all the time. Right? Because I think if you're in relation to somebody, it's hard not to use them to judge you. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, Does no, that make sense? No, yeah, they well, like you get like you assume that they're thinking something, and you, they're going to manifest your worst fears, and then you blame them for something that's not not really happening. I don't know if that's your story, but well, I yeah, yeah. Like my dad, or at least the thing that I think is like my dad is s- super depressed and kind of grumpy a lot. Yeah, and so that feels very comfortable. You know, somebody who's kind of right, you know, grumpy, pissed off, and you got to kind of you know, and and but then that's you know, it's like. But but my dad is you know can also be super loving and stuff. But but that's I think that's why we come from similar things because then you feel in that weird position to entertain the sad dad. Sad yeah, sad dad and make like, it oh yay look at come on daddy smile oh and then that's what we do. Well and I I got into another tw- I'm, I'm I'm in that I was in this coleslaw one this yeah. SLAA because I I would oh tell me about yeah, that one because I think I need to go to that it's one. It's awesome. Is like it? I I mean it's. It, I felt really ashamed going there. Like I felt like oh, these people are creepy. But, the sex addicts, but it's hard to understand the but, love addict part of it. But like, the, well, the sex addict people though, I found like I could totally relate with them because it's the whole, it's the whole. I mean, sex, love, whatever. It's trying to get from somebody. Like it's manipulating something so that you don't actually have intimacy. Right. Like actually right. have the vulnerability sure. of this is who I am. It's like. Well, I'm gonna focus on us getting married, or this, you yeah, know, whatever yeah. it or is. What I think you should be, or yeah. like, you know, what the, and then like, and then you just feed on 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 that without you. You kind of blast through all the boundaries, and there's no real intimacy. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I do this. So like, complicated sometimes. It is, but maybe it isn't. I mean, like this last time, I'm really proud of myself because last time I did like a, um, like I have like a dating plan where it's like. Meet somebody once a week, go for co- coffee, you know, like, if you start dating somebody, like, go on six uh, dates uh, in sorry. six weeks, rather, th- you know, and, you know, like... Really? Yeah, six Like, days, one day... Yeah, a week, right. and then... And no with different t- people? With different people, too, like, date other people at the same time, and, like, and for me, just because this is for me, like, just, like, no physical intimacy until, like... Until, like, I've decided, oh, I'm just going to date this person for a while. Because, like, I just know I connect. You know, like, all of a sudden, my brain goes out the window of, like, oh, do I even like this person? You mean like, once you physically get yeah, intimate, it's, it's like, like you're I, attached? Well, yeah, and I, I yeah. can't betray them. Right. You know, and it's, like, betrayal. Like, I remember, well, the, um, this last guy who I dated who was, you know, yeah, lovely guy in, in a lot of ways. And then, um, anyways, he said on, like, our fourth, you know, he said, well, you got to... Are you gonna ban? You're gonna leave me. You're gonna leave me once you find out certain things about me. And he fourth told me, date? Yeah, I think like fourth date. He wow. said you're gonna leave me if you f- find out certain things about me. He told me some th- things about him, and I was like, I felt so much like, 
well, I don't want to leave you, but that is frightening. <laughs> like that is, but I don't want like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to leave you, but it's like, yeah, you got to leave them. You know, like it's okay to say, hey, I accept you and stuff, but, uh, you know, if, uh, if you yeah, have a history also, of that and, and, and threatening somebody like saying, oh, you're going to be the person who's going to do this again to me. It's like. And that is a real trigger for me. Like, no, I won't. Right. I'm gonna be the one lady who really. Oh, so then loves you're you're you. in. Yeah, yeah, and also I'm this special, special lady. Right. You know, that's it's gonna, all that specialness. Right. <laughs> oh my God! So that's almost like you volunteer to be hostage. Yeah, yeah, and also it's. I mean, maybe it's a low self-esteem, ego thing where it's like, oh, I'm gonna be this one person. You know, who, right. It's who, also a challenge not to... Uh, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, as soon as that person said that, I didn't respect them. Like, I was like, that's not cool. Like, and and that, like, that, that's what somebody told me about relationships. Uh, once the like, respect goes. Yeah, yeah, like, like, if a friend said something like that to me, I'd be like, nope. Like, that, that's not okay. But, and that, that's what somebody been t- I've heard a bunch of times is like, expect no more from a relationship than you would of a friend and no less of a friend oh sometimes i feel like like i'm so fucked up with this stuff that i'm never gonna unfuck myself but the nice thing is is that it's a wonderful journey doesn't it get better and better though yeah i feel better about myself yeah but i'm still i'm afraid of relationships a little bit like i'm i get very afraid because you brought up something interesting that we're when you go to these programs, at first you feel like you know there's some element that you're a victim or that you're in a bad place or that you know you lost somehow. But you know you forget that sometimes you know we're the ones that are we're like the predator thing that you talked about. That yeah. we're the ones that are you know out there you know trying to control other people and trying to make them what we want them to be. Yeah, like there's an. I mean, I just always feel like even this last person who, or I mean, I or you know like I had a relationship where a yeah. person was. Uh, I was frightened. I started to get frightened of him. And, of him, and and friends and family said, "Hey, uh, wow, what's are you okay and stuff like that." So then, but in in that, you know, the element you know of control is like, yeah, I I, I think I kept thinking, oh well, I want to have, I'm gonna fix it, which is a totally like I'm gonna I'm gonna either do the right thing so the person won't have. Uh, get enraged anymore which was he was a rager yeah yeah where I couldn't I couldn't do the right thing I couldn't figure out all the things that I needed to do to to to, so it wouldn't happen again but it would always keep happening and then it was like well you know what and I I, I'd learned to do it got better with it where I wouldn't react as much to it and I would just kind of be like oh this person is you tried to detach yeah, detached with love, you know, going like a, you know, just repeating back what they said and saying, I hear this is what you're saying. And, and, but then it is so upsetting over time that it's like, ah, uh, you know, I, I gotta let him go because I'm, I'm feeling, so, feeling so bad. But, but also to say that that person is wonderful, like has incredibly wonderful qualities and like, and, uh, but I felt like I wasn't helping anymore. Like I was starting to. And also to, you, you felt probably it's emotional abuse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you start to lose touch with yourself. Lose touch yourself. And, and also I, I felt like my own a possibility of me getting abuse, you know, of me going, you know, and it's like, oh God, you know, like I, yeah. So I, and I think some element of it was. Like that whole idea of I'm going to help somebody. Well, that's that's my problem. I was the guy that would walk into an uncontrollable rage and you know not stop until uh, my ex-wife was crying, yeah. and then I'd feel bad, and yeah. then I'd apologize. But it doesn't go away after a certain point in time. It doesn't go away. And I, from what I, I mean, I've read a bunch of books on it now. Oh, like, maybe you can help me. Because well, yeah, my mom is a. It works for a domestic violence center, and you know, domestic violence. You know, and, um, I think. What I've read is that, um, and my boyfriend at the time, he, uh, his dad had been physically abused. He had seen physical abuse. And I think on some level equating emotional or physical abuse with intimacy. Also, they said, you know, so that if I love this person on a subconscious level, this is what's going to go down. And they can handle my rage. 
you know, if they love me. Huh. And then, um, you know, it's kind of... Was he physically abusive? Uh, one occasion, one occasion. And that was it? No, 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 it wasn't actually, which is super sad. Yeah. You know, I was like, and, and actually then it was very classic uh, violence where it was like, denied that he did it. Said, uh-huh. oh, that wasn't me. I was like, well, oh, you know, that whole like... Uh, gaslighting, like, oh, you're crazy, you know, like, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, and um, okay, quietly, okay, I get it, go in the other room. No, no, but I, I didn't get that because, um, because you love the person, right? You know, you love the person, and you do respect them on a lot of levels. So, um, but so then the, the other thing I heard is the person will not get better, like, unless they really, they really make an effort to like go through. Um, and, and women are abusers too, so this isn't this isn't uh, just men. But um, to go through some uh, thing of like an uh, of uh, and I I we did we went to we went to recovering couples anonymous. Oh boy! So we the great thing from that was that when it started to happen, we could call another couple. We had so, some tools. Yes. We could stop it before it because stop like, before it got bad. Because you could feel when it would lock in. That was the other thing. Is that the person think they're doing the right thing? Like that was the thing. I always surprised me. I was like, because of like, denial. They're, they think they're doing the right thing because they have no choice but to think of it other way, or they'd have to you know really see themselves. Right. Right. Well, he and he Ugh. would say the same thing. Like I lo- lost control. Right. And it was interesting to go. No, the person doesn't lose control because if they were really lost control, they'd be putting it all towards all directions, towards their job, towards everybody. They're focusing it really well at you, you know, like at a safe space for them to rage at. And it gets results. Like when my boyfriend would yeah, yeah, get really oh, enraged, it, it gets results. Like I was like, you do whatever you need to do. I'll do whatever you say. So this will stop. I mean, it's effective. So like, that, of course, people that do becomes it. your relationship. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, there's a reason it works. You know, so it's like, of course, you'd keep, you know, doing it. And and um, I would see it change over on his face. Like right. I would go like, okay, it's on. Right. Like some and it would come out of anywhere, or it felt like to me it would come out of anywhere. But you know, again, nobody is all bad or all good. Like that's right. Lovely loving super loving person we had a lot of good times too so it's it's confusing i think well and also that's the other thing that that always baffles me is that you can't there's no reasonable explanation for why people love people you know when you see people in difficult relationships or abusive relationships or people you don't think should be together and you're sitting there going how the hell is that happening you can't explain love that's what makes it so amazing and so weird and sometimes so troublesome is that you don't know why you're going to feel that you could sit there and look at your childhood or that this wires this or this is part of a pathological uh a legacy of some kind, but it is what it is. Love is love. What are you going to do? Well, I felt like a relationship gave me meaning in life. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I have this thing that I'm working on and we're together in this. I really like, and I do love that feeling. Like I thought, oh, I want to keep that vision. You know, like I love, I love, I love being a part of a team. Like that was really wonderful. I I really, I really. Let me ask you a question about, just from my own personal, like when 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 this started happening and you started losing your voice in the relationship because yeah. of his anger, did you find yourself um, like like spiting him outside of it or like 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 something that happened in my relationship was like she would start you know saying bad things about me right in front of me in front of people and like like there would be little weird things that would happen as a reaction to it her not being able to stand up for herself in the relationship. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that I didn't do that, but I think, yeah, to, to, to um, you know, because I think there's that loss of respect for the person. And then I'll have and loss of respect for yourself for putting up with it. Exactly. So it's like, sort of like a self-loathing and then also like, you know, like making fun of the person. I, I don't think I wanted to do that or, you know, but... Um, it happens. But I do remember just feeling more and more, like, jacked up. Like, I, like, oh, yeah. okay, you got to figure this out, figure this out, figure this out. And Ugh. just really, like, and trying to make myself feel better. And right. I think sometimes I put that on him, which, like, I think the last thing we had was, um, we were about to become intimate. And I said, hey, hey, can we hold on and just kind of connect? And he was like, we don't know how to connect. Why don't you fucking 
why did you go see a therapist? And I was like, and I was like, Okay, okay, okay. What attracted you to this guy? Well, it was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, come on. Sure, you people know, who are like, who are angry and crazy. Well, like, and come, oh you know, yeah, I know. Been with you know, it's like I think I was a lot of fun has, for a while. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's like, and uh, yeah, and smart and interesting. You know, it's like yeah, you know, yeah. lots of wonderful. And, things. and then he sort of rationalized it. Well, this comes with the territory. If I'm going to meet a guy that this is this smart and this, you know, lively, yeah. I guess he's going to have this problem. Yeah, or seeing, you know, like relating. I yeah. think we both related too on the, you know, uh, sensitive child thing. Like one thing they had us do in this, uh, which I thought was a beautiful thing, was to put your exchange your kids' pictures when you're a little kid. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah it was really lovely. And then mommy tore up pictures of me when I was a little kid he did yeah and I was like oh my god wow. that made me sad wow you know in, like, in anger yeah like yeah, a, in yeah, some yeah, fight yeah yeah yeah, I'm, yeah uh, it was after we had broken up but yeah, I was like it's I, almost like a like a, it's almost like a witchcraft thing yeah and and I was like oh yeah that's and but I know that that's not about me that's how he feels about himself like he had a bad childhood like bad you know like a bad situation and yours wasn't like bad in that way you it just wasn't, it wasn't just as physically, you know, it wasn't physically abusive, and it wasn't as frightening at all. Yeah, not frightening in that way. You just at all. dealt with a lot of. Was your it was dad just anxiety. angry? Anxiety. Was just my dad was angry. Yeah, my was dad there was yelling? angry. My dad. Well, this is an example of my dad. Uh, yeah. My dad had called my dad. Say, Dad, hey, I'm up at Max Fun Con. Just want to give you a call. Oh, <clears throat> so you're taking a break from your vacation? Oh. No, I'm. No, I'm actually. I'm working, Dad. I'm just working. Oh, but you know, yeah, wandering around with nothing to do. You know, you're on sabbatical. Oh my God. Uh, no, no, Dad. I, I mean, I, well, I worked a long time actually to, to to do this job, and I'm, you know, like, well, I mean, <clears throat> you, you ate French fries at bars with friends for ten years, and now <laughs> you get to do it for a living. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Oh God. Like, yeah. That's okay. so erasing. Yeah, yeah, and I think. And demeaning. Yeah, and I, I, passive aggressive. Yeah, but that's how my dad feels about himself. You well, know? that's something you had to come to. But Jesus, if that's the type of disposition you have, I imagine like even when you were playing violin, that when you wanted to quit that, I can't imagine the kind of mind game that you had to yeah. go through. But but it's you forgive him again. Yeah, and I know my dad is genuinely feels bad about himself a lot. You yeah. know, like and I I mean I, I think that's I mean it, it's. There's no other way to get through it. But yeah, I do have to really be into myself and say, be into myself in like, uh, I'm enough. Like, I don't have to make it in show business. You have to parent yourself. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to be the best. And that's, I'm trying to let go of that. Like, maybe I don't have to keep being on TV or, you know, just. What? You know, like, I I can do. Because I think that's something I've, I've lost is like, what is meaningful to me? Because I think I've been kind of letting show business kind of say, oh, well, this is meaningful well, to you. I, I used to say, honestly, <laughs> I used to say, uh, you know, it took me a long time to realize show business wasn't my parents. And yeah. I think that once, if you have that emotional craving, if you know you were poorly parented and your sense of self is damaged, that you get to a point where you just, you, you don't have a choice but to to get to, you know, to get to a, a level of forgiveness of the people that hurt you yeah, and an understanding, yeah. which it seems like you are. And also this idea that you have self-acceptance right. because like, you know, for me, it's, it's not a matter of success or anything, but if I can be true to myself right. and, 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 and actually feel good in that without the adulation of people, yeah. then that's an amazing thing. And I have moments of it now. And you certainly are, are true to yourself as an artist. Well, I try, well I'm trying. I'm trying. Last, last night I thought, oh, I'm going to do some new jokes and just let it not be the greatest. Like, go through the process of, like, not being, you know, not not being the greatest in front of a big crowd. Like, being, uh, being you know, I mean, I, I know I'm good at what I do, but it wasn't, like, all my hits, you know, or something. Right. To, and I go, like, just see how that feels, you know, because... It, because it is never enough like it is it it hasn't been you know i thought oh well if i just get listed in the la weekly then that i'll mean i have succeeded and i've had over and over again successes and it's like uh yeah Yeah. it's not it has not done anything and the things that mean more to me is relationships being helpful feeling needed and the new bit 
and the new creative bit. God damn it. <laughs> I do like bits. Yeah, but I'm, it makes me crazy. Like, it all comes down to that. It's like I can, like, get all the success or, like, all the attention. People like what I do. And I just hit that wall where I'm like, I can't do these fucking bits anymore. Uh, if I don't get a new bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. That's an <sighs> obsession, too. Uh, this, like, just this, one new bit. <laughs> this is another example. My dad. My dad calls me and he goes, "Oh, I got a new great new quote I just read." Oh, what is it, Dad? Don't be humble. You're not that great. <laughs> oh no! Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, okay, you know, like, oh my God. <laughs> okay. There's no winning. Yeah, exactly. There's no so winning. Oh great. Thanks, Dad. Well, I'll tell you, Maria. This was. Uh, I'm so glad we talked. Yeah, this has been really so fun, and it's been, and it's nice because it's structured, so it's safe. Yeah, I it's, like structure. We're in, in a car. <laughs> we're in a car. We're being recorded. Yeah, it's all. It's all. Uh, it has a context. It's for work. <laughs> I think we did. I think what we should do. You know, we just did a great show, me and you, great last show, night great show. at Max Fun Con for uh, for Jesse Thorne and his crew. There's like 200 people there, and me and Maria, Al Madrigal, and Jimmy Pardo did a stand-up show last night, and it was great. It was really what a, fun. What a great bunch of people, and I would actually, I think I would do it again. Oh, I think I'm definitely coming. I hope that this becomes like a yearly thing so that we can all grow old together. You know, like it becomes like a weird, uh, yeah, f- uh, like a, what is that called where they used to do with the mountains and you could be Jewish? Yeah, in the Catskills? Catskills. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but right. like a major Catskill. A nerd skills. Yeah, nerd skills. Oh, There you have it, folks. A ride home in a car with Maria Bamford. I never thought it would happen. I didn't think I'd ever talk to her for that long. And man, we definitely talked for that long. And I hope you enjoyed it. As always, go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF needs. Get on the mailing list, please, because we're doing fun things with the mailing list. I'm writing you a personal uh, email every week with uh, who's on the show, special things, pictures, you know, that kind of stuff. Go to WTFPod.com for that. Go there for your JustCoffee.coop fix. Go to PunchwineMagazine.com for all your uh, up-to-date comedy news needs. And by all means, if you feel the urge, uh, kick in a few bucks to the podcast. We are listener-supported. Outside of that, um, you know, take a break. You know, relax. Or listen to the podcast again. Or listen to an old one. Or just, you know, live life. Bye. Bye.